Welcome to the Besties with Breasties podcast. Sarah Hall here. I am a certified health and wellness coach, athletic trainer, mom, and breast cancer survivor. I help women overcome their own mind drama to make mind shifts that open up the possibility for their most empowered and energetic life. And I am Beth Wilmus, author, speaker, and founder of a human investment organization, otherwise known as a nonprofit called Faith Through Fire. Our mission is to reduce the fear and anxiety that breast cancer patients feel and replace it with hope and a path toward thriving. This podcast is about our experiences with breast cancer and life after as young survivors and moms. Take two. Take two. <laughs> we had this whole conversation and then the sounds. Sarah and I got really animated and we blew out the... Now, now I should just be really we, I was going to say, we blew out the speakers and had to start over. Um, all, all about your web space on yeah, your finger. Yeah. So long story short, I, I think I sprained the space in between my pointer and my middle finger and it hurts. And I think... No, that's I, not the interesting part. I How think did you I may do have it? done it driving. I thought I did it in yoga, but I think I did it driving. Not just driving, turning on her blinker, folks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I need more blinker fluid right here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, let's dive into today. We recently had an inventor of the fasting mimicking diet, Dr. Walter Longo, on the podcast. But when we had him on, he was able to talk about what his proposed longevity diet is. And his research work. And yeah. his research and like what we should be doing for longevity. But he couldn't specifically talk about a program that he created to help people mm-hmm. with fasting mimicking diet, which is called Prolon. And so I, I think there's regulatory reasons as to why he can't yeah. mix the two. But we um, can. But we can. <laughs> we can talk about it. So we today we're going to talk about our experience with the Prolon diet, which is part of his program. Yep. And then we'll talk about why we wanted to try it. Yeah. And then we're going to talk about what we thought of the diet and if we do it again. But first, our sponsor. Ann's Bra Shop features skilled mastectomy fitters ready to assist you in selecting the perfect breast forms, bras, swimsuits, and camisoles for your post-surgery needs. They have three locations in the St. Louis area, Chesterfield and Winsville, Missouri, across the river in O'Fallon, Illinois, and a fourth location south on I-55 in Cape Girardeau. Visit Ann's Bra Shop at www.brashop.com to learn more. Fantastic. We're back. Okay. So I don't know. I haven't listened to the episode with him yet, but I was worried that there wasn't clarity around the difference between the longevity diet and the fasting mimicking diet. Did you pick mm. up on that when we were talking? Uh, yeah, that, that could be a little bit confusing to people. So the longevity diet is basically the diet that you can eat day in and day out, you know, when you go to the grocery store. And it's basically 100% close to plant and fish based. And his, uh, you can buy his book. Yeah, yeah, so, so he, has, he has a book called The Longevity Diet, which is actually a really good book. But essentially, The Longevity Diet is plant and fish-based, but low in protein and minimize bad fats and sugars, right? And maximize good fats and complex carbs. Yep. So, I mean, I don't feel like that's anything new. Do you? No. It's like we all know how we should be well, eating. Well, I mean, I feel like there is just, <laughs> we all know, we all know that we should eat better. Mm-hmm. But we don't all know what that actually means. Because mm-hmm. for some, it's like, well, I'll just cut back on my portions, but mm-hmm. eat the same thing. For mm-hmm. some, it's I'm going to increase my protein and decrease my carbs. And then for some, it's like cut out sugar. So I feel like there is so much out there that is like you have to weed through 
to I mean, figure it out. I hear whole foods, less sugar in almost everything that we talk to totally. with the experts, yeah. right? The one thing that he talks about in his book that I was surprised about was lower levels of protein. Yeah, that surprised me. Now, he he makes the, he says that if you're older, you need more protein because uh-huh. you lose more muscle as you age. So yeah. you got to kind of watch that. And it's very individualized. But as a whole, mm-hmm. you don't need as oh, much protein as you think you do. Well, it's kind of like I, I think about it the way that I think about sports drinks. You know, they're hawking and uh, marketing sports drinks all the time. Drink all your s- sugars and salts after you go for, you know, replenish workout, your electrolytes. Re- replenish your electrolytes. When in reality, like, you don't lose enough for you to take on as many carbs as, say, you know, a sports drink that I cannot name branded mm-hmm. gives you mm-hmm. in that unless you're, you know, a top athlete that's running, you know, a yeah, mile, like if like you're training for the miles. Boston Marathon, right? Maybe right. you need all that sugar. Right. So I do think that protein's kind of the same way is that for a long time, it's kind of been this like superstar of make sure you're getting enough protein. And they're and then people are having protein after they work out and then making sure that they have protein at every single meal. And like and it's a and it's a gob of protein. So we end up getting more than we think we should because we're stressed about getting it in. Yeah. Especially people who are health conscious. I've noticed they're all about like, oh, I have to have this many grams of protein Uh per day. This book kind of like argues a little bit against that. So there's the longevity diet, right? That's just how we can eat day in and day out. The Prolon program is basically based on his research that says fasting is good for the body. Mm -hmm. It causes autophagy, right? Mm -hmm. It causes bad cells to die while protecting your good cells. So fasting's good. However, to fast in a way that's actually going to lead to true autophagy it can't be just 12 hours. <laughs> it can't just be like a 12 or 16 hour fast and like you're going to get the kind of medical grade benefit that he's talking about. Yeah. So he basically created a meal plan that mimics fasting. So your your body thinks that you're not eating, but you actually are. Mm-hmm. And I think this would be a good like stopping point to say who this isn't for. So Sarah yeah. and I are experimenting on ourselves, full disclosure. <laughs> We're not, you know, like... We just like trying new things, especially after we have the scientists on who kind of tell us what the theory is behind their research. We like to go out and try these things. But we want to be clear that that we took that on ourselves and we're not, you know, we're not a spokesperson for Prolon. Right. And there's certain people that he stresses should not consider this diet. First and foremost, anybody with a history of disordered eating probably shouldn't do this because you are restricting your calories. And if you have a history of battling with food addiction or, you know, Eating body disorders. image is- mm-hmm. issues like this probably isn't a place you want to go. You can't be underweight. For no, this. you yep. can't be underweight. If you're underweight, that's not good. People who are pregnant or nursing, mm-hmm. anybody who's super active, like you said, where they're training for something really intense, old people who are very frail. <laughs> Do we just call out old people? <laughs> I mean, we're all going to get there. How about elderly? <laughs> okay. the elder- Is that the nicer way? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I mean, my because kids, I would be like, well, am I old? Well, my kids would say I'm old. So I guess you're right. Uh, elderly people elderly. who are frail. <laughs> and then anybody that would have allergies, you know, to what's in this mm-hmm. in this meal kit. But so we wanted to say that because we want first and foremost for everybody to be safe. And if you're in cancer treatment right now, you need to talk to your doctor about this. Yep. So, you know, Dr. Longo talked about how fasting can complement chemotherapy. That's a conversation you need to have with your doctor yep. and really vet this with him before, you know, undertaking anything like this. Yep. 
All right. So the oh, oh, you know what? The other thing that we should talk about is proceeds and products. So Dr. Walter Longo wrote this book called The Longevity Diet, which we mentioned. But 100 percent of his book royalties go to charity and to fund research on longevity, which is his field of specialty. Yep. And and know this, too, that if you do go to order before you buy the book and then end up buying the Prolon Fast. If you decide that's something that you would want to do, again, we don't make any kind of money from that, but you do get a book with the Prolon Fast. Oh, yeah, if you buy the kit. Yeah. Yeah. So if you end up doing this, yeah, the book comes in the kit. But if you want to check it out first, you know, all of the book royalties go to charity. He doesn't benefit from those. Likewise, El Nutra is the name of the company that that, that makes Prolon. That's his company that he started. And all these proceeds, like those proceeds go to his Create Cures Foundation and other nonprofit organizations involved in research re- relevant to his mission. So yep. that money doesn't go directly into his pocket. Yeah. So you can really tell, I think, even if you listen to the interview before this, which is Dr. Longo, that he really has a passion for kind of finding answers and to and to spreading it so yeah i don't think that this is money motivated for him which i think is why we are both kind of intrigued because you you know we get bombarded with so many things all the time we're gonna have a whole episode where we kind of try to disseminate everything that we've learned from these guests but it's just like gets overwhelming so i think it was interesting that he's doing this because he has a true passion for it and he's not financially benefiting so the Create Cures Foundation, I mentioned that. That's a foundation that he started to support people with advanced stage or complex diseases in need of integrative or more effective treatments. So it's basically for patients who are seeking options beyond standard treatments offered by their doctors. And their mission is to make evidence-based information available to the public to empower those who want to complement traditional treatments with reliable, scientifically-based, and clinically-tested strategies to improve efficacy of their therapy. That's a mouthful. Yeah, that is a mouthful. But that makes sense to me. I mean, I I think it's he said that he gets called constantly from patients who are looking for something beyond standard care. And Mm -hmm. so this foundation is there to assist them. But I think everything that they offer is based on scientific evidence from the research. Yeah. All right. So before we dive in to like why we wanted to try it, do you want to do boobs in the news? Always. All right, let's do it. Boobs in the News is a fun segment where we read funny tweets by real people or ridiculous news stories. Boobs in the News, Boobs in the News, Boobs in the News. Okay. Oh, my gosh. This one's scary. This one scares me. All right. The name of it is... This this just happened. No. I don't know. So it says, (laughs) women, woman tossing trash falls into a dumpster. Survives getting compacted in a garbage <gasps> truck. That's terrifying. Terrifying. I will have a nightmare about this. Have you ever dreamt something like that? No, but I did. I read a book when I was little, maybe growing up on a farm, that I was I was always afraid of falling into the grain bin. So this is a super sad story. But oh, maybe I don't want to know. Because right it's da- still a terrifying. A yeah. Right down the street from me, there was a, like right down the street from me, less than a half a mile from my house. There's an elderly farmer who has been farming his whole life. Yeah. And he fell in a grain bin and that's and the grain suffocated him. Can you imagine? No. It would be. I mean, yeah. Horrific. So so I get all all the farm people out there will know that that's a real thing. Yeah. It's kind of like trench diggers, right? Like trench diggers or it's like a real thing. Okay. So (sighs) it's sick. I know it does make me sick. It says a woman fell into a dumpster while throwing out her garbage and was later rescued from a trash truck that had compacted the contents while she was inside. 
Oh, okay. So we're not talking like she wasn't in like the industrial ones that turn the trash into like a cube. She was she in was, the truck. She, she was, was in, in the, the trash truck. truck that like just kind of pushes it to make a little bit of room. I mean, I feel like there's a lot that could happen. <laughs> I mean, she in there. survived, so it was obviously not super strong. It says, luckily, neighbors heard her screams, and the trash <sighs> compartment was equipped with a camera. The driver spotted the woman stuck inside and called 911. By then, the driver had reportedly compacted the garbage up to four times. <gasps> oh, no. Mm. Okay, well, what shape was she in? It says rescuers used a blanket ladder to reach the top of the truck and lift her out, but then she was standing, talking, yelling, <laughs> but was not alert enough to answer questions. She was taken to the hospital. They don't say anything else about her except for it says, in 32 years, I've never seen anything like this in my whole career. Battalion Chief Bob Badu told the TV station, it's alarming because you really don't think it's true. Huh. Oh, man. Well, well I'm glad she's okay. Maybe. I, I'm i still confused. She was throwing stuff in a dumpster, so it must have been one of those big dumpsters. Yeah. And then she fell in, and then the trash truck just happened to pull up right at that second and, like, right, like toss her into the back of the yeah. truck. Well, I wonder if she fell and, like, bumped her head and, like, kind of... Oh, passed out? Passed out. And then you wake up and you're being compacted? Just the just the amount of things that had to fall into place to make that happen. Do you know what but this... But I also, like, wonder... Hmm. I've thought about this when I take my recycling, is that, oh, that would be, like, a really cozy... Like, when it's really cold outside, I'm like, that would be a really cozy place if I was homeless. In the dumpster? Well, I mean, like, you're at least blocked With from the, the wind. Well, yeah, but if you have no place to stay... Wow. I don't know. Your standards are like... I mean, I you mean, find me in the dumpster if cozy. I'm homeless ever. Cozy's, right? not the, cozy's not the word I would use, but all right. Well, no, I'm thinking cozy. I'm talking about my recycling place. So we're just talking about paper and cardboard. That's not stinky. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense. I could get behind that. Jeez. Yeah. There's food there. Like I'm just like... Man, every nasty dumpster I've seen does not Ugh. look cozy. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Well, there's your boobs. Bibs in the news. Bibs in the news. Bibs in the news. All right. So according to this book, we should all adopt like the 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 nutrition plan that he talks about, the longevity diet, right? Sure. And, and then he talks about depending on the on, on the level of your health, how often you should do this prolonged fast. Mm -hmm. So it can be anywhere from two times a year to 12 times a year. And it's like, what was it, $170 yeah. for five days of food? Uh, Was that? Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's five, it's five days of food and it's like $170, which yeah. I personally didn't think was bad. No, because I figure if I'm if I if I were to eat out or if I were to get groceries, I would probably spend about that. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I. Especially now. Yeah. So, okay. Why did you want to... Let's, let's talk about what, what it is. Because it's... So, it's five days. Like, everything that you're going to eat for five days is going to be in this box. Mm -hmm. And we're talking... It's dehydrated powdered soups, bars, olives. Those were my favorite part. Yeah, they were really and, good. And then there's, like, a drink that you start on day two and a couple supplements, but not many. No. Like, we're talking, like, in the Omega whole thing, threes. like, four supplements. Yeah. yeah. There and wasn't... not a day. The whole five days. So... Yeah. So yeah, that's that's kind of what it is, and and the the point is, and I almost feel like it was really beneficial to know when I was going to do it, so that I could kind of like 
taper back my eating <laughs> eating up to it. Oh, well, he says in the book that you're supposed to kind of ideally in a perfect world, you should be eating the way he says the longevity diet before for the, you do for it one to two weeks before you do it. OK, well, I did see, not. That, that was my lesson learned because I had Mexican the night before I started well, it. <laughs> and I was in D.C. for my son's eighth grade trip and we were eating out three times a day. Yeah. So I also did not have yeah. really good, you know, a base. Yeah. Let's say. But the food. OK, first of all, it comes in a really nice, fancy box. Yeah. It spells super out, easy it to spells out super easily what you're supposed to eat when for each of the five days. I did this with my husband. I thought it was super easy and I really wasn't hungry at all uh-huh. throughout the entire thing. Uh-huh. My husband was like ravenous, ravenous, but he was a little hangry the he whole was hang- time. <laughs> he was like hangry the whole time. He is not he has never done anything like that in his entire life. Uh-huh. And he is used to eating mass quantities of food whenever he wants to. Uh-huh. And so for him, it was much more difficult for me. I thought it was easy. So why did you want to do it? I mean, I know we interviewed him and we're you and I are kind of always like, I mean, I want to try something new. Yeah. I mean, I want to do it because I think that since I've gone through treatment, my body's a hot mess express. And I and I heard, you know, autophagy of bad cells while protecting good cells. And I was like, yeah, sign me me up. Sign me up. Also in the book, it's interesting. They say that if you do this prolon diet for three months in a row, Mm -hmm. you can reverse your biological age by like two and a half years. That's insane. Yeah. I could knock off two and a half years. When you see me in two more months, I will be... Well, he doesn't say your outside... I'll be 36. I was going to say, it doesn't say your outside's going to look that way. It says your insides are going to look that way. But I also question like, okay, having gone through radiation and chemotherapy and questioning what that's done to my body long term, it's like, okay, so if I reverse the clock biologically by two and a half years... Am I at a, a place of accelerated aging because of the treatments I did? Like, mm-hmm. am I am I biologically? It would be so interesting to me to know what my biological age is. Yeah. If I'm 42, but my biological age is 60, and now I do this prolon fast, and I'm now at 59 or 40, yeah. you know, 58. Yep. It's like that's still not totally worth it. Yeah, it's worth yeah. it. But I'm like, I I'm really kind of nervous to know what my biological age is. Yeah. I think I did it because I had been wanting to incorporate fasting. Mm-hmm. But I struggle with fasting. I, it's not that, and it's not because like, oh, I love food, but like, I, I think I could, I could handle 12 and 12s mm-hmm. and I could handle 16 and eights mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. And these are the hours that, you know, you're eating and fasting, but I, times of the month and just depending on where I was with like how much I had worked out or, or whatever, like it really changed my hunger cues and I could not nail down what felt really good for me. I agree. And so the thought of, and I actually matched this up. So I've gone off my hormone therapy and now have my period back. And so I matched my prolon fast up with my period and it felt so right. Mm. Like it felt really good. And I felt like I was just kind of cleansing in all areas and yeah, and I, I'm just usually less hungry on my period. Right before my period, though, like I tend to eat everything in sight. So yeah, well, yeah. so do I. Yeah, I will say they kind of caution you to take it easy, exercise wise, while you yeah. do this fast. I don't love exercise anyway, but I <laughs> so you're like done. <laughs> yeah, there. I I did not. I canceled my workout. You know, with my trainer mm-hmm. that week because I'm like I don't think I have the energy, nor do I think it would be wise to do this. I mm-hmm. didn't feel lightheaded. I didn't feel sick. Yeah. I didn't feel like I was starving. But I just I kind of had this sense like you don't need to be overdoing it. You just I feel I, a little bit more like you want to just rest. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely it feels slow. like you want to take it slow and just kind of rest and not yeah. do your normal things. So yeah. I did do that. I didn't do 
do any exercise. Same. And I just take took it real slow. But I mean, I think yeah. I mean, those are. I mean, those are legit reasons for wanting to try something like this. Yeah. You know, it's like I think yeah. that people are becoming more and more familiar with biological age versus your actual age. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fascinating concept. Yeah, because I, he I, I mentions in his book, like you can have somebody who is seventy years old who has the biology of a thirty-five year old, and you can have a thirty-five year old that has a biology of a seventy year old. It's really yeah. not about the number. Yeah, and I know I, that I, it gives more credence to the people who are like, age is just a number. No, right, like, you're actually right. Right, <laughs> right, right. So okay. Basically, you know, we and also it does it kind of reverses the the, the hands of time, right? So I mean yeah. that's that's appealing as well. Yeah. And you know, it's clinically proven to help you lose abdominal fat, but you conserve your bone mass and your muscle. I thought that was interesting too. Like he talks about that in the book that people think, oh, if I take a break from working out and I'm fasting, I'm going to lose muscle. Mm-hmm. But they actually, it doesn't show that. The research didn't show that. It shows that you can conserve all your muscle, yeah. which I thought was really interesting. I thought I thought the most interesting part was when he talked about on the podcast about the stem cells and regenerating your cells and like mm-hmm. turning back the risk factors that you potentially had because they kind of, well, he go he didn't he didn't make the joke that they're kind of like infant cells again, but they kind of start over. Yeah, like they get a break. So everybody who got cancer, like myself, I was thirty five years old when I got cancer. Is because he he, t- he makes the connection in the book. He doesn't really try to help diseases or mm-hmm. cure diseases through this. His whole focus is on keeping cells young so you don't get diseases. Mm. And so my whole question, I mean, I think he kind of basically said yes, is like, okay, at 35, because I got cancer, did I have old cells, old, dirty <laughs> cells? <laughs> Why they got to be dirty? <laughs> I mean, they're metabolically, like I was metabolically sick and that's yeah. what led to cancer. And it was like, you know, my cells were not youthful. My cells were not young. Yeah. If they were, they would have been healthy and they wouldn't have gone rogue. They, you and know, I think they just kind don't of, bounce back. He kind yeah. of collaborated that. He was like, yeah, kind of. I mean, you know, so yeah. I don't know. I found that interesting. And and that led me to be like, well, I want young cells again. <laughs> you know, I don't want these dirty <laughs> malfunctioning cells. Oh, I I really just want to sing that song right now, the share song. Oh, turn back time. I I can't drop my voice like her, though. I mean, you did pretty good there. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, that's too funny. All right. So let's talk about what we... Okay. Well, we talked about how it's structured, right? Like what comes in the box. The interesting part is on day one, you start with like 1,100 or 1,200 calories. Uh And by like day two through five, you go down to like 800 calories a day. Yeah. Which I have never in my life ate 800 calories or less. Oh, at least not like unless it was an accident. If I get really busy, <laughs> you know, if I get really busy and I'm like, oh, I haven't eaten all day. But then what usually happens is I a eat gorge. such a massive meal yeah. that I, you know, consume 2000 calories in one sitting. Yeah. So it is very calorie restrictive. Did you what day was the hardest for you? Day three. Day three was my hardest day. too. Yeah. I think it's because it's like it's like the hump day of of the fast where you're like, OK, day one and day two were hard to mentally wrap my head around. But day three, I was just like, I still have two more days of this. And I was I think day three was that hump where I got over my hunger. I stopped being hungry. After so you found three. yourself hungry. I, I found I found myself hungry. I, I texted. Would... I think I texted you one night before I went <laughs> to bed and I, I was like preparing for bed at like 745 and going, do you know how to slow down time? 
do a five-day fast. <laughs> That's no joke. Can you imagine, like, we've talked about in the past, like, water fasting. Can you uh-huh. imagine no. where you're only consuming liquids for, like, 72 hours to a week? I, I don't can't. even know how you do it. I don't either. And he actually mentions that both in his book and I think on the podcast, that this basically is the way to do a water fast without doing a water fast. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting, too, because yeah. I think there's some pretty sound science behind the benefits of fasting mm-hmm. for, like, people who have serious yeah. illness. Yeah. We do not recommend, and I don't think he even recommended, doing long, long fasts without some kind of being monitored. Medical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he's also doing research right now with the Mayo Clinic on a fast specifically for cancer patients because mm. their initial research is showing that it, it increases the efficacy of chemotherapy. Of chemotherapy. Yeah. And like, I think that's... For many people who can't like keep down food, I'm sure they'll be like, I've already been I fasting. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I, I lost, I've said this before, I lost so much weight when I went through cancer treatment. I just had no appetite. I think it oh was stress gosh. related. No appetite. I mean, I a was, little part of me is jealous because I was like, give me the pizza and all of the pizza. I mean, we had inverse ro- roles at that point then because yeah. normally you, you're not like that at all. And yeah. I'm like, my, my, It's my, those my. steroids. I was just like, just everything bread. Yeah. No, I was not that hungry. I just did not feel like eating. So I could have done a fast through treatment. Like, I mean, I basically did. Yeah. I basically did. My whole meal when I was going through treatment was like two Ensure shakes a day. And that was like it. Lord. And I felt great. Yeah. That's bad. Again, like people, if you're underweight or you have any kind of history, like I don't want this to be triggering, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you feel any different or did you feel any different on it? Yeah, 100 percent. I think that by day three, I was starting to feel more inner, like by the end of day three and especially day four and day five, I felt very energetic. My brain was like really alive with ideas and I was like ready to go and conquer. By seven o'clock, I was ready to go to bed, though. And I just felt slimmer, (laughs) if that makes any sense. You felt skinnier. I I mean, I lost I lost three or four pounds on this doing this for five days. But the minute that I ate regular food again, it came back. Oh, really? Yeah. I so I I went down. Let's see. Let me do the quick math here. I went down four pounds, but only went back up two. Okay. So I feel like that's a win. But I did really focus on trying to stay in. So I do from our Dr. Seafried episode. I have got a keto mojo and I've been testing my ketones. And I tried to stay in ketosis for as long as I could after. Mm -hmm. And I stayed in. I can't remember really what threw me out, but I'm out now. Yeah. I mean, I. But anyway, I stayed in for a lot longer than I ever have. So. I mean, I again, I feel like some of these things are so difficult to do without the instruction of a professional. Yeah, that you know is I mean? true. <laughs> yeah, like a little like, guidance or somebody to swat the I just, chip out of your hand. I really wish <laughs> that there were like a plethora of doctors who would learn this stuff and then be able to guide us, yeah. you know, in a sustainable way. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's a wild, wild west. Like we're out here trying to figure it out on our own because it's is. like we, you know, we want to have healthy bodies after cancer and we don't know how to get there. Yeah. <laughs> I will say it does feel like Everybody I've told about it, they're either interested in it. Oh, like, tell me more about that. Or, or super they're, skeptical. Or they're super skeptical. And maybe that's just because it's my personality. I'm. They're always like, what are you on now? What are you doing now? Yeah. Like, what have you got cut out of your diet? And I say that like it is coming from my loved ones, too. But anyway, I think that I find it interesting to run experiments because you always learn something from experiments. So, yeah. You know. I mean, I, I agree. You're going to either walk away having loved it and wanting to do it again, or you're going to walk away and you're going to be like, well, that was 170 bucks. I'll never get back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I also feel like, I mean, this is where I struggle too. It's like in order to see the benefit of anything, you have to be pretty consistent. 
Yes. And then yeah. it becomes that cost benefit analysis yeah. of how much time and effort and money do I want to dedicate to this to see if yeah. it's a dead end. That and, you know, I'm thinking about your husband and his blueberry, but like <laughs> it really does take a lot of willpower. Like, I think one of the lessons that could potentially be gleaned from just doing the five days is just like, how good is your sticking power at anything? Yeah. And if you're going to go hire, say, like, you know, I'm not knocking nutritionist, nutritionist or a, or a health coach or and I am one. So that's totally fine. But like, if you're going to go hire any one of those people, you're going to pay them that, you know, per session you know, or even within two sessions. So it's like, I think for 170 bucks, you can learn what is my willpower? How does this make me feel when I eat this way? What is fasting going to like do for me and make me feel? So, you know, when you really look at the cost benefit ratio, it's... I mean, for me, it was like, for sure, it was like psychological. Like I was not physically hungry at all, but I missed variety of food totally and i miss <laughs> tired of soup yeah i was just i i wanted something like i wanted the excitement yeah of a meal and i realized how much my psychology was tied to my eating yeah because i was like you're not it was like when i quit smoking right it's yeah. like i broke the physical addiction to cigarettes you know two weeks mm -hmm. into quitting but it's like you still wanted it. Yeah. The you know? break, the, the, the yeah, like you mental want, mindset that you get. Yeah, when you, you want to walk like outside. have yeah. the social aspect of, you mm -hmm. know, this was way back when I smoked like 20 years ago. But it's like you want the social aspect. You want, you know, when yeah. you have a drink with dinner, you want it. You know, it was all tied to psycho psychological reasons, not not actual reasons. And this was the same way for me. It was like. I just found myself kind of like bored. I'm like, oh, well, if I if food is just for sustenance and it's not supposed to be adding anything to my life, like, mm -hmm. I don't know how much I like this. And you and I both, because I think I'm sure but I have for, to go for back. our Can listeners, I because you and I both went to an event where we had to eat or it yeah. was an eating event. And like and it was that, my favorite place to eat, too. And yeah. I couldn't I couldn't have any. I was watching everybody else eat. And I was like, but I, find, I think that that's another situation where it's willpower. like you can't your willpower comes into play. But you also have to navigate that situation, which is very similar. So like if you're like, I'm going to take a month off from drinking, are you just going to avoid all situations where there's drinking? Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's Thank what gosh. I do. That's what I do. I avoid the situation that triggers me to want to do it um, until I feel strong enough to be able to be in that situation. Like I have yeah. to have some time before I'm able to be in those situations and not feel compelled to do it. Well, with this, there's only five days. So back to yeah. she, Sarah alluded to a blueberry. Oh, yeah. And I feel like we need to give some context. <laughs> yes. So my husband, you know, was not as excited to do this as I was, although he was willing to. Felt and, like there was some arm twisting. Uh, not Well, here's what happened. I ordered him a... I, I, I asked him how he felt about doing it with me. And he was like, I don't know. That doesn't sound fun at all. And then you ordered and, him a and box. And then I ordered him a box. And I'm like, well, now I've paid for it. So you should probably just do it. <laughs> you know, he's so fine, like financially tied. He's like, finan he does he's not like, like wasting money. Yeah, he's like, I'm not wasting this money. So he did it. But I think it was like on day three, which is the hardest day. And he was in the kitchen getting food ready for the kids. And all of a sudden, I kind of see out of the corner of my eye, this movement of his hand from the counter to his mouth. And I just kind of... <laughs> glanced at him and I go, did you just cheat? And he goes, it was a blueberry. It was a blueberry. One blueberry. He's like, it's not going to kill me. And I'm like, that's cheating. I'm like, stick to the diet. If you're going to do it, do it. Yeah. And he was just like, one blueberry. And he got all riled up about it. And I'm like, okay, Beth, but let. see, like, like, that's applicable to other areas of life. Like, right. Yeah. I'm like, if you're going to commit, commit. Commit. Yeah. Right. Uh, like, do it 100%. I wasn't going to get down to day three and then cheat. No. I'm the like, hard, like the hardest part is over. Uh, so here, here's the question. Are you going to do it again? 
Yeah. I already have my boxes ordered. It's sitting in my kitchen and I have a start date of the ninth. Okay. You've already got a start date. I haven't pulled. I am going to do it again. I would like to do it three times. Same. Three months in a row. And it's perfect. January, February, March. Mm-hmm. Right before summer. Right. I would like, because that goes back to that consistency thing of, mm-hmm. okay, I don't know that I could really. So unlike you, I didn't feel like my brain was on fire and I was just like full of ideas and I felt really energetic. I felt fine. <laughs> I felt fine. <laughs> you didn't feel, feel like great. I didn't feel great. I didn't feel terrible. I felt fine. I did go to bed early every night because <laughs> I didn't want to be tempted to cheat. So like my bedtime became eight o'clock, which actually I think did help me. Yeah. So, you know, I got great. No one's ever going to say like I more sleep was bad for me. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I think I benefited from that. But I, I couldn't tell anything from one. You know, I'm always looking. Is there actual a tangible benefit? And sometimes with this health stuff, you can't tell. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about reversing your biological age. I don't know what's going on in there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I am going to try to do it two more times and kind of see, okay, do I feel different after I do this multiple times? And you have to remember, it's like cellular repair from the inside. That's so what I'm it's saying. Not, it's not like going to be like, we're good. We're good. Flashing across your forehead. Right. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, this goes back to just, you know, I am pretty sure I did some major damage, you know, having yeah. cancer. And it's like, I want to try to do anything I can that might try to kind of clean up my cells. So, you know, yeah. I, I would do it again. I, I, I definitely think that it was well thought out and well done on their part in terms of being manageable. Easy. Yeah. It's not something that's like really, really terribly hard to do. No. No. That's really not. All right. So before we give our final thoughts, let's hear from our second sponsor. Thriven is a proud sponsor of Faith Through Fire. Thriven believes money is a tool and not a goal. The Gateway Financial Group with Thriven is local to the St. Louis area and can work with you to create a financial strategy that reflects your priorities and helps you protect the things that matter to you, like family and giving back. Please call 314-783-4214 to schedule a free consultation with one of Thriven's Gateway Financial Advisors. Okay, we are back. Final thoughts on the Prolon Fest and really the longevity diet. I haven't, I haven't gotten a chance to read the book yet, but I am really excited. I, I mean, I went out and bought olives. <laughs> how, how are olives not a major part of your life already? Well, because I figured out that there is, the, okay, doing the Prolon diet and having the olives be from Greece uh-huh. tastes way different than those enormous olives that you get in the brine from the store. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. Those are two different the, kinds of olives. They gotta be quality olives. Yeah. So when I went for quality, they became a delicious snack. And that's kind of like my go-to now. Yeah. And so, you know, I think it it helped create some healthier habits for me, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of my snacking and mm-hmm. just like what's in my pantry. So so it saved. I'm also, I like really like a good pickle. Yeah, you are but a it pickle can't, person. But it can't be like, uh, it can't be like the shelf stable ones. It's got to be like the ones that were you know, in a good vinegar with maybe even some different vegetables and mm-hmm. stuff. And like, mm-hmm. so now it's safe to say that you and I are both pickle and olive snobs. We kind of are, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I went and got a really nice jar of olives, but I have to tell you, I went to go take, I, I went to get my first olive and they're seeds. And oh. I don't like it when they're seeds. Are they Kamada? No, like the they're like, ones? I'll show you. I don't know what they are, but oh, they're like, okay. there's three varieties in there. They're all delicious, you know it's just but they like, all have seeds. It's it's just you get to savor it a little bit more and like you got to pick around it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what I'm doing. It takes so. more time. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember what your question was, but. Oh, what's our final thoughts? Oh, final thoughts are, I mean, this this podcast is really just for people who are looking to explore their own yeah. health. 
You're right. I wanted to make sure that it was like fully covered from the last like. I know. I felt weird about it because when we interviewed him, we didn't realize he couldn't actually talk about the prolon diet. Yeah. Until we got into it. <laughs> and I was on day five and I was like ready, ready to, talk to talk about, about it, it and, and to like, ask him questions. And then, yeah, I know it's all that regulatory stuff. So, you know, we just wanted to follow it up with what our actual experience was and clarify the difference between what he was talking about, which was yeah. research and the longevity diet versus the fasting mimicking diet. So right. yep. anyway, you do you, boo. That's how that's that's how I want to finish it. Like, but if you've done it before and you have thoughts, please let us know. Oh yeah, if yeah. you guys decide to try it, like we should definitely talk about this. You should join us on our private online network. We can all chat it out. Yep. All right. Chat until next time. See ya. Thank you for being a listener of the Besties with Breasties podcast. If this podcast had a positive impact on your journey, leave us a review or consider becoming a supporter. You can donate with the link in the show notes or at faiththroughfire.org. This episode was hosted by Sarah Hall and Beth Wilmus, audio and production edits by Innovative Frequencies.